And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Well, here we are again to review the Pineapple Express. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're going to discuss this film, <laughs> and I'm going to try very hard not to call you man. Oh, Anne. okay, dude. Okay. Pineapple Express is directed by David Gordon Green and written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, produced by Judd Apatow. And Seth Rogen. And it stars Seth Rogen, James Franco, and Rosie Perez, among others. This is a stoner movie. Seth Rogen plays Dale Denton. He is a process server. He goes around and he serves people with subpoenas. He is also a very, very heavy-duty marijuana user. And he is buying his marijuana from James Franco, Mm -hmm. who plays Saul Silver. Saul gets his really good marijuana, the Pineapple Express, from a big-time drug dealer named Ted Jones, played by Gary Cole. And very early in the film, Seth has to go and serve process on Ted Jones, except he sees Ted Jones and his partner, a female cop played by Rosie Perez, murder somebody right in the front window of their home. Mm -hmm. And of course, they see him watching them, and now they're after him, and I won't go into the machinations of the plot, but they're after Saul Silver, too. And they send two other guys named Bud Lofsky, played by Kevin Corrigan, and Matheson, played by Craig Robinson, who are killers. It's a lot of plot. It's a lot of plot. It's a lot of pot, is what that is. It certainly is, because at every moment, both Seth Rogen and James Franco are smoking marijuana. So is everybody. Everybody is. Except for Rosie Perez. And I might add, it might have helped her had she smoked some pot to get through this movie. I've loved Rosie Perez in so many films. She is so unfunny in this. She is so frightening in this. She is so unattractive in this. I don't know what possessed her to do this role. And the character is downright evil. You know, what can you say about a stoner movie that's two hours and 12 minutes long? And I would say... Uh, it's probably two hours too long. This movie is so self-congratulatory. The writers, the directors, everybody fell in love with this concept, unfortunately. And it really is a lousy movie. Sorry, but I really couldn't stand Pineapple Express. I couldn't stand it either, Anne. You know, I thought I was going to see a comedy, and I knew there was going to be a murder involved, but I had no idea that this comedy, and there are moments that you laugh. Sure there are. But I had no idea that this comedy in the last hour of the film is going to turn into a slaughter. It's one of the most brutal, violent movies I have ever seen. Especially towards Rosie Perez. Oh, God, yes. They absolutely hack her to pieces in this movie. It was so insulting to her, and it was disgraceful to me to see a woman treated this way on the screen. I thought it was unconscionable. Creativity goes right out the window in the first 20 minutes in this movie. The premise for the plot is provocative. I agree with that. I think that Rogan and Franco could have made a good buddy movie. It started out to be that kind of a movie, and then it just disintegrates right in front of your eyes. James Franco, for me, is one of the best young actors around, and I think he does a terrific job in this film as Saul Silver. He really does. As a matter of fact, when we first see him, he's by himself. He's smoking a joint, of course, and he's watching and laughing hysterically at a rerun of the Jeffersons. Right. And I thought, that's cute. This is a cute guy. He's doing a very good job. It falls to pieces 
very, very soon after that, and I just couldn't get with this film at all. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the Seth Rogen character. He's about 35 in this movie, way too old, I felt, to be a slacker dude. However, Seth Rogen is dating in this movie an 18-year-old high school senior, and nothing is made of this. Where is the morality in this movie? Well, they have gone on talk shows, and I'm speaking specifically of Seth Rogen, who says that they want to break all the rules. That's the concept today. They don't want to have anybody telling them anything. They are determined to do movies that do not have any kind of authority or any kind of repercussions socially for any of the characters. So that's the kind of movie they're creating. The audience I saw it with thought it was hysterical. I didn't like it at all. I think I've made that clear. I do need to mention one thing. One of the things that upset me the most oh. is the fact that these guys are now being chased. They want to get out of town. They need money. And so they turn around and they sell marijuana yes. to 12-year-old kids in the school playground. Oh, please. Why would you think that that scene is fun to even have it in the picture? It doesn't make any sense. It's a stoner comedy. That's why the producers make this kind of movie less, because they think that the audience going to see it will be half stoned. And therefore, they can get away with this kind of sloppy writing, sloppy direction, lousy endings, and very, very, and I'm going to say this again, over-the-top, bloody violence. Well, that's their thing. Unfortunately, and, you know, bad news, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and Judd Apatow. I wasn't half stoned when I went to see this movie. And because I wasn't half stoned, I wasn't stoned at all. I hadn't <laughs> even had a drink for five days. I thought this movie was a stinker. I thought it was offensive. I hated it with every fiber of my little body. And I'm giving it a red light. Yeah, I have to say, crude rude and immature, not hip, slick, and cool. That's my verdict on this movie. I give it a red light, too, less. Okay, two red lights for Pineapple Express. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh, yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.